You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Oz Network as we move into our second part of our superheroes double feature. Not the actual characters or superheroes in comic book variety, but the episode of Third Watch. Uh, this is part two of superheroes. Of course, we already did part one. If you're listening to this today in order, then you've already heard us talk about part one. So we're into part two. This episode uh, aired on March the 4th, 2002. So actually, uh, you know, didn't even air these on the both the same night. They still had the week off kind of for the uh, tension, I guess. Written by our beloved co-creator, Ed Allen Bonero. Directed by our beloved director, Julie Herbert or Hebert whichever you want to say here. But, uh, yeah, nice little conclusionary part to what we had uh, last week, of course. Uh, my name is Ben, and don't let them take my goods. Oh, I was going to use that. All right, my hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me do it again. Do you want me to do it again? I'll, I'll do a different one. Um, my, my, name is, my name is Ben, and uh, why are American women so angry? There you go. You can have your quote back. <laughs> <laughs> All righty then. My name's Darvell, and don't let them take my goods. <laughs> now, I will just reiterate, I'm saying that quote possibly from some experience. Um, but <laughs> I love Americans. I love you all. You're like my, my third home behind Canada and Australia. So, you know, I love you, but I just have to comment on that. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Chanko's line. Uh, yes, why are American women so angry? Um, Superheroes Part 2, yeah, we're here. We're, uh, we talked an amazing episode last week. I, I will say, this is still a good episode, but I, I will be honest, I don't think this holds a candle to Part 1. Uh, I've ranked this a lot lower than Part 1, but um, I still think it's a good episode. Jumping in. I like how it opens with, like, I like how after the previously on Third Watch section, I like how it opens with the, what was it, the last minute of the shootout yeah then third watch will do that a lot i feel in all the part the two parters don't they that's kind of a bit of a thing Mm -hmm. that they will do and i like that i like that on tv shows when they do that because it's kind of it takes you back into the moment rather than a you know a previously on third watch like we we had that with um bobby didn't we when he got shot they kind of took us back into that opening as well so uh it's this is a thing that they will do quite often and i think it works a lot better than just a generic you know previously on so uh yeah i think it works very well because you're you're right back into the moment essentially um so yeah we kind of as you said we we get straight into the the shooting uh we we kind of you know get a bit of resolution here with bosco and yoko sitting next to each other uh you know and yoko's like you okay uh, and then kind of Yogis goes off at Bosco, like, what are you doing running like that? And I love Bosco. Guess I must need counselling then. Uh, <laughs> then kind of just, like, walks off. Uh, this is kind of like, we, we went over it twice already in this, um, we're still in uh, each other's comments, but, you know, <laughs> Sully today was like, where'd they get you? Oh, I think they got my goods. Don't let me get, don't let them take my goods, man. <laughs> I just love the way they say that. Um, yeah. We get this like this is kind of who what, exactly like, shot him? It's never really. I think it's C Note. I think it's C Note when he when he gets up and he shoots C Note because like it, as he shoots C Note, C Note's gun goes off. So like as he's falling backwards, he's so I'm assuming it's C Note's got him as he's falling down. Um, so that's that's my assumption of it. Um, but yeah, so we kind of get this like what's so tense and sort of dramatic and realistic about this whole bit. It's just this bit here where you see Gusler just sitting slumped against the car, and uh, you know Yokus obviously goes up to him, and you see he's peed himself. It's like holy crap! It's like wow! Like it's just because like 
you got to imagine that this would happen, particularly for someone like Gaslo. This is like he's just thrown into this straight away. Um, and then just kind of his whole line there was just like, I want to go home. Like, oh, this is just... I just feel so much for Gasler here. You, you, you want to... You want to... You I mean, I'm surprised Faith didn't... I'm surprised Faith didn't just... Didn't, didn't just... And Faith would be the type to do this far more than Bosco. I'm surprised he didn't just hug him and reassure him that it's going to... And try to reassure him that it's going to be all right. Because, I, I mean, I wanted to right then and there, too. And this is why... You like, just want to... Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I interrupted you. Well, I... I I was just gonna, I would have been basically repeating myself. I would have said, I mean, you just want to, you just want to hug the guy. Say, hey, yeah. hey man, it's okay. It's and all Char- right. Charlie McWay, just so incredible. Just so good uh, in kind of acting this out. And um, yeah, I just, I just can't say enough in terms of just how well he p- portrays his character. And again, like this is going to be me. Like, I mean, cause this is a guy who's just been thrown into this sort of massive, you know, shootout. He kind of is a fresh rookie face cop. Like, he gets into policing and kind of, you know, you think you're going to be ready for these things. But I just, this is, again, why like, I could never be a police officer. Because, like, as much as I think, like, oh, I could do that. Oh, yeah, maybe that's not going to be so bad. Like, and we're not going to have a shootout like this in Hobart. But, like, you know, you're still going to come across something like this, which is just going to completely, you know, take you away from shit. So, um, yeah, god damn, this is powerful stuff. <laughs> Did he ever say, and maybe he did and I forgot, but did he ever say why he, why he became a cop? Is it ever, is it ever stated? No, I don't think it is. Um, which, I mean, look, I guess kind of, as he's not a major character, we don't really need that background. Um, but yeah, I mean, he definitely seems out of his element as to why the hell has he ever done this. But I mean, you know, like, I guess everybody can do something they think they want to do and then they get like i mean i've had jobs which i've gotten and i thought oh, i could do this and day one i've quit <laughs> like i'm like oh, this is uh yeah I've done that several times <laughs> hello to all prospective employers um but yeah it's it's um you know it's, it's kind of it is what it is but you just gotta got feel this guy and that's why it kind of adds yeah. it sort of so realistic uh, you know, but Yokes is trying to calm me down. Like, we're going to go check on Sullivan and Davis. We kind of see Sully rushing Davis out, you know, um, saying Davis got hit, puts him in the cop car, drive, you know, has to take him straight to the hospital. Uh, meanwhile, we uh, hear that another one's got hit, Ross. Uh, he's been shot, and Bosco's, like, you know, helping him out. Uh, you know, he's, like, mouth agape and blood from his head. Uh, we get Doc and Carlos showing up, you know, Carlos like, what the hell? Uh, and then we kind of, you know, they get out trying to help people out. And then we kind of get the whole, like, you know, we've got a cop down over here. Uh, we, we see Carlos rush over to, to Ross and, uh, he sort of lifts his head up and we actually see, like, this is graphic. Like you actually kind of see his brain mushed in his hair. Um, but then just like Bosco and wow. Great acting here by Jason Wiles. You know, like, do something, do something. You know, he's got blood on his face because he's been giving him CPR. And poor old Bosco's just panicking here. Uh, and then, you know, Carlos, you know, obviously plays along with the situation because you can kind of see Bosco's just, you know, not right here. And he's basically just like, go tell Doc that I need him. Go, like, go get Doc. Um, so, you know, Carlos is just shocked, but he's kind of just, like, playing along with this a little bit. Um, obviously, we see kind of Davis getting rushed to the hospital, uh, and then, uh, meanwhile, Doc is, like, uh, working on this guy. We see, uh, our beloved, uh, cameraman Ray show up, uh, from, uh... Oh, yeah, you know, the trauma response. Trauma response. Trauma response. Ray, Ray Henry, 
Uh, and then I do kind of like how, like, Doc sees him and goes, damn it. And the victim on the ground is like, what? And it's like, oh, no, 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 not you. Um, and then, like, like I'm with Doc here. Like, with this Ray Henry, he's like, you know, oh, I really need to talk to you. And Doc's like, I'm kind of in the middle of something here. And it's like, oh, it's really important. And he's like, really? Not like, now. Like, dude, this is like a fucking massive shootout. you got bodies everywhere. There's blood and guts, you know, ripped to shreds. And you want to have a con- What's Doc going to be like, quick, quick, all right, yeah, hey, Ray, how are you? What's going on? <laughs> Like it's you know, really yeah. I'm I'm with Doc here too, man. Yeah, bad timing, Ray. Kim and Taylor show up. Uh, Doc, you know, Bosco comes and grabs Doc, and just Jason Wiles, just his acting here is so incredible. It's like you can help him, right, Doc? You can help him. It's like, oh, we'll do everything that we can, and puts him into the ambulance. And obviously, you know, we're obviously not going to kind of get anything from here. Brief little scene of Davis in the hospital getting worked on as he's rushed through the ER. And then, obviously, we kind of have this nice little scene. Well, it's not nice, but I guess it's just kind of the way it's sort of so subtly done, the way Doc's on the phone, obviously, saying, like, you know, oh, we've got polarised brain matter, no vitals. Yeah, there's nothing really we can do here. Um, meanwhile, Jokas has a bit of a conversation with Swirsky, tells him about, you know, who's hurt. And then cause just Molly Price, great acting here. Just, she shows shocked. She's just like, I just I don't know what happened. Like, you know, I really can't tell you anything. It just, it happened so fast. And, like, that's legitimately, we know, because, like, the way this was all edited and put together, even us as the audience is going, yeah, like, what the fuck happened? Um, Yep, and I would imagine that when you're in a situation like that, of course, I can only speak from an outsider's perspective, but I do imagine everything just kind of blurs. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So, uh, Sully, back in the hospital, uh, talking to, to Proctor, finding out that uh, Davis will need surgery. Uh, and then um, Sully kind of loses it here at uh, um, Sergey and uh, Tatiana. You know, your son set us up. Show me where they put your son. Like, holy crap, he's, he's mad. Um, Carlos uh, at the hospital has to grab Taylor, quickly say that Davis uh, got shot. He's in surgery. Um, kind of good reaction there. Like, I, I kind of like Taylor, how she's just kind of like, you know, what, what, this better be good. And then obviously, you know, Carlos for once is actually being serious. He's obviously, you know, not kind of, um, you know, dicking around here. Uh, then we've got Jokas in the car with, uh, Gusler. You know, what happened to you? It's natural. It's a body response. You know, I won't tell anyone. Um, which is kind of just like a sweet little scene kind of, you know, there between them. Yeah. Which is, you know, just... Just Yoke is being nice to Steve, because, again, you're just kind of still feeling sorry for him. Um, meanwhile, Sully, roughhousing Sergey. <laughs> you know, Ty got shot. You know, if he dies, you'll wish that they killed you with that baseball bat. Like, he's just losing it here. Uh, with, Can't just, really blame him. Yeah, of course not. But let's be honest, Sully kind of in the last, I don't know, hour or so is really... Not thinking a lot because he's going to potentially lose his partner and lose his wife at this rate. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah um, that's true. Which uh, well, you he know, is thinking, but just with his Johnson. Yeah, but we get this scene here from Tatiana, which is going to be seen a lot in the previously on Third Watch. Moving on forward, when you know, it's like, get out of here! I warned you about Chevchenko. I told you not to go after him. Like, you know, we're going to see that a few times moving forward in the previously on. Uh, where are we? Bosco is just chilling. Uh, not really. He's kind of upset about everything. Uh, and Swirsky obviously approaches him and says, you know, oh, you know, I need your weapon. He's like, well, I didn't discharge my weapon. And he also is saying, like, this happened really fast. Swirsky's like, well, what happened? It's like, we were following C-Note and we kind of came here. 
Uh, and then he's sort of asking uh, Swirsky, like, oh, did he have a family? No, he's single. And Bosco wants to tell somebody. He's like, I need to tell somebody. Um, and we get this amazing kind of shot, like this uh, crane shot of the scene, kind of like an overhead view of just just everything here. Just like the the set design here is amazing, kind of how well they've gone into detail here because we just see the, the police tape, we see the cop cars, we just see kind of like blood on the street. Just, uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy. And I, I, I will say I like this scene here at the hospital too. Um, when kind of Doc goes up to Yokus and is like, Oh, you know, you, you know, Ross and is like, Oh, you know, yeah, a little bit. And then just, I love the way, uh, Doc just kind of like says to Yokus, like, Oh, Bosco said his partner got hit and uh, I'm glad you're okay. Like, it's just a nice little sweet scene. Like, yeah. they, you yeah. know, caring for Yokus. Um, so... Yeah, I don't think Doc knew at that time that Bosco and Yokus weren't partnered up. Which I guess is, is a valid perception, isn't it? Because, like, if you're working closely with these people every day, you just, you know, you're assuming they're the same partners every day. So if somebody says, oh, Bosco's partner's been shot, like, holy fuck, Yokus. Like, it's like, oh, okay, clearly you weren't partnered up that day. So, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and also, like, Yokus here saying to Doc, like, oh, thanks for at least pretending there was something you could do. Um, then we, we get, uh, Dr. Fields here stitching up tough old Chevchenko. Doesn't want any lidocaine or any drugs. He's like, no, it's okay. I'm tough motherfucker. You'll stitch me up now. Um, <laughs> but I, I love when Yogis kind of walks in and like, you know, he's on the phone, rips it. He's like, why, you know, where did he get this? Why did you say he could get on the phone? And then Dr. Fields, you know, fair enough point. Like, like he didn't say he couldn't have it. Like he looks at Gusler and poor old Gusler's just, you know, uh, panicking there, but we kind of get this crazy. One thing I'll say about this whole Chevchenko storyline is that I'm kind of sad that really moving forward from this point on, we don't get more Yokus and Chevchenko because, like, this is kind of really the only episode where these two really have like great interactions, if you know what I mean. Because it it kind of turns yeah. Sully Chevchenko from this point on, but like like Yokus and Chevchenko, they just like the way they bounce off each other, like women police, they find you useful. Um, and you know, just kind of like, he's just obviously talking about how it is back home for him, you know, like I'm used to bad cops, uh, you know, this is nothing new to me. And obviously Jokers is all like, you know, uh, where do people like you come from? Uh, and it's kind of just like a nice little back like People like me? Yeah, like, the, and the cross-cultural sort of thing, like how like, he's kind of like, you know, oh, you Americans, you always think you know everything, you know, I'm victim here, I shoot nobody. Um, and just kind of like, you know, cause I guess it is a cultural thing, isn't it? Like it's no different to me sitting here saying about how, uh, you know, certain things to do with police matters and things like that. As an Australian, I'm not going to fully understand what it's like in America for, you know, c- certain individuals and situations like that. Cause it's different here. No different to as an American, you wouldn't be able to necessarily understand what it's like in Eastern Europe when it comes to kind of things like that. Like it's just different parts of the world. So I kind of like how they play this off it. Like, you know, like, Oh, you Americans, you'll think you'll know everything because I guess that's the perception of some people. There are definitely pockets of the world who don't like yep. you guys. So, um, I'm not one yep. of them. Yeah. We, we're, we're, remi- we're reminded of that daily. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's kind of one of these things and like, no offense to you or any Americans, but like, I can see why some parts of the world are not going to necessarily like America. Um. Yeah, I'm American and I can too sometimes. Yeah. Um, Doesn't mean I agree with them. Unlike Australians, we're just beloved by everyone because we're awesome. Um, <laughs> that's not true. Believe me, that's not true. Um, but 
yeah, it's kind of, you know, it's, it's just, I like this play off each other when they kind of do this. And, you know, I, I like how sort of it, it ends when he's like, you know, he says like, oh, why don't you ask Officer Sullivan? Like, ooh, like drama. Like, why does he know about Officer Sullivan? Um, so we kind of get, uh, Taylor and Taylor coming into talking to Sully. Again, I, I went over this a little bit, uh, last season about how, uh, you know, I liked in Run of the Mill, how we kind of had random Sully and Taylor. I think these two work well off each other. I'm sad we don't kind of see a lot yes. more of these two. But, um, you know, Taylor's obviously telling Sully, like, oh, it's a nicked artery. It's better than a severed artery. You know, he'll be okay. He's in surgery. Uh, so she kind of walks off. And then we see, oh, he's Maggie. Maggie Davis. We haven't seen her in a while. Um, yep. The esteemed, uh, wasn't her name Lynette? Uh, her name is, yes, we, uh, I feel bad uh yeah lynette mckee um yeah, which, the esteemed lynette mckee am i not mistaken that we haven't seen her since the ties at bind right we haven't seen her since then and i'm pretty sure this is the last time we see her no i'm pretty sure she's in at least one more episode uh maybe two she does come to a certain character's funeral to support davis um which I can't really say too much more without spoiling. Um, but I'm just trying to scroll here if I can find her on my list. That was a very weird little uh, intonation of my voice there, Darvell. Uh, it she... was. I, I wonder what, what what were you trying to do there? I have no idea. Her penultimate episode. So you're nearly right. Yeah, she's in uh, my opening farewell, which is season five, isn't? if I'm not mistaken. Is that right? Yeah, season five, episode two. There you go. So that's said funeral. I mentioned so uh yeah so this is her penultimate appearance uh which I would which I will say and I think we kind of mentioned this back in season one is that I I like the fact that Lynette McKee she stays like she's Davis's mum whereas like obviously we know both Bobby and Kim kind of had a change of mums um so yeah I like the fact they at least keep her on and like you know this and Bosco's mum I think are kind of the two sort of that stay the same along the way Patty Mm -hmm. D uh, alongside, obviously, here, uh, Davis's mum. So, I, I like, oh, I guess yep. Sully's mum doesn't change. I mean, doesn't really say anything, but, you know, she's kind of only in a couple of seasons. Um, so, yeah, she shows up and asks for Davis, and then Sully goes up and's like, oh, you know, I did everything I could, and she slaps him. Like, oh, you know, kind of say it's a weak slap. Like, Jesus Christ, it's a very weak slap. Oh, um, <laughs> uh, that's like- I mean, I can see, I can see why she did though. I mean, because, you, I mean, no doubt she's thinking first, first my husband, now my son. Mm. Yeah, which uh, you know, it's kind of yeah, you can understand why she slaps him. Um, meanwhile, the hospital, uh, still at the hospital, I should say, Yokus and Chevchenko, uh, he gets taken away for questioning. Uh, they have a like nice little look at each other. And uh, we find out from Beth that they need to bring in the neighbour again because, um, you know, we, we can't confirm that this guy is Chevchenko or not, so we need him to show him up in a lineup. And basically, Yoko's like, oh, look, I, I don't think I can do it. Before, <laughs> I love how Swirsky comes in. He's like, we need to take you back for questioning. And all of a sudden, Yoko's is like, oh, actually, no, I'm going to get a witness. Sorry, bye. Uh, <laughs> so I'll do it later. Um, meanwhile, Proctor comes and finds Sully, who's just kind of, like, chilling outside and... Says that, oh, we've repaired the artery. Uh, he's, he's rested. You know, it looks good, Sully. Looks real good. Sully kind of, you know, almost makes out with Proctor here, grabs Proctor and kisses her on the lips. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mary. Um, yeah. so, you know, is that 
classified as cheating on Tatiana. Um, but uh, anyway, so we're, we're back at the uh, so the original apartment building where all this gangster stuff happened. Poor old Gusler wants to wait in the car, but... Uh, Can't know, say I blame him. Jokers is just like, look, you know, this is a pretty easy one. So uh, they kind of get out of the car. And like, I love that little line from Gusler. was like, do you ever get afraid? And she's kind of like, you know, all the time. Uh, and then we kind of hear a car horn beeping in the distance. Like, what is that? Car alarm, the, yep. The poor old, uh, the old guy, um, he's been thrown out of a window. He's dead. Uh, and poor old Gusler, he's just like, he's just shitting himself all over again. And Yoke's, oh, damn it, you know, kind of gives a bit, good, a bit of a Jack Bauer impersonation there. Um, then we uh, obviously cut. And that, you, you're talking about the fact that uh, you know last episode when Bosco couldn't cover up the poor guy's body on the street. The the cops are pretty quick to cover this guy's body up on the uh, on the car. Now, uh, look, you know, I'm not one to play the race card here, Darvell, but I mean, this is like a you know a white guy on a car going to cover his body up for some respect. But poor old uh, you know victim in the last episode, just what because he's African American, we're not going to cover his body up. Like, come on, does this- make you wonder. It does. It well, does I mean, look, make you wonder. Again, I know it's a TV show, but like, come on, why? Why? What's the difference here? They're both being killed, so where's the respect? Don't let people gawk at the dead body. Um, but I kind of I like this scene here though with like uh, Yokus and Beth and kind of you know she's obviously saying like oh you know look at these people around here cowards they couldn't even call this in you know how long are they gonna like keep his body here and you know this guy was alive this morning now he's dead and I feel a little bit responsible for this so it's a great scene here great again Molly Price great acting I, I feel I don't need to say that anymore because she's just a bloody good actor so yeah it's, like, it's not like we're gonna be like oh god Molly Price terrible acting in this scene. Um, <laughs> so, but speaking of great scenes, we kind of get another great scene here. Uh, Sally going in to see Davis, he's awake, and I kind of like that line when he's like, How you doing? Oh, I got shot today. That wasn't so good. Uh, when he's like, Oh, they kept my, they kept my goods though. Yeah, yeah, you seem concerned about that. Oh, yeah, but when you've got what I've got, you know, and it's like, Well, how do you know that I don't? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I just love this whole scene here, though, like, with, you know, Sully's going to apologise, and Dave's just kind of like, you like, don't, like, don't apologise. Because it means I'm going to get upset. Well, I'm going to get pissed off. It means I'm going to get pissed off that you had to prove that your Johnson's bigger than some scales. You know, and just kind of like, you know, and I told you to stop. I told you. You know I'm always going to follow you, you know. Um, and just kind of just, it's just a great scene. Like, you know, I'm, just, I'm tired. Like, you know, please, I'm really tired. Yeah. Kobe, um, Kobe, Kobe stole this scene. Oh, he really did. Hands down, hands down. Just amazing. He's really on on point here. Is Kobe so great work there? And it's just a great scene between these two. You know, if we did a, a top twenty of the season, you'd argue this probably be in the top twenty, top fifteen, maybe. Uh, considering we've already got four out of our five, I think locked in. Uh, I don't think this will make it in that final slot. But um, yeah, it's still it's a great scene to kind of at least remember. Um, yeah. Jokas and Gusler arrive back at the police station and. The, the flags get moved down to half-mast and, uh, you know, Yoko says, like, I'm just tired of seeing these flags go half-mast. Uh, and then kind of we get this scene of Gus, like, can I go home now? And it's like, yes, okay, I'll see you tomorrow. I don't know if I'm coming back, which is like, wow, okay. Um, just poor Gusler. Like, goddamn poor yeah. guy. Uh, and, I, I, again, I think I'd be the same. Like, you know, I don't think I'm coming back. Like, yeah, <laughs> I don't think I'm coming back after that. So, you know, I, I definitely feel for the guy. Um, so anyway, meanwhile, uh, Fred and his big black truck, which I keep forgetting that we see more than once, his truck that he won. Oh, the, the, tru- last the truck he won. Yeah, I wondered about that. Gets out of the car. Faith, you know, you didn't call. 
Um, and it's, I mean, it's a valid point here from both people. I think, like, Fred's definitely got a point, like, you didn't call. Because like, we've seen in previous episodes when Yokus calls up Fred, like, yeah, I'm fine. But this time around, obviously, it's different. Yokus is kind of like, she's all over the place with kind of what's happened. And then kind of like, obviously, Fred's going off at her. And he's, she's just like, look, I, I can't deal with this right now. Like, you know, you know the drill. If they didn't call you, then it's good news. No news is good news. Just go home. So it's kind of like, wow, yeah. okay. You know, but you also, you do feel for Fred here. Like, cause you know, if she generally, mm-hmm. if that's, if that's the thing, like I, I, I had a thing like, um, you know, when I was younger, my mum, like we'd always have like a, I'd drive somewhere. Like I think it was, no, it was when I was with my ex and like we'd come over Sunday night for dinner. So I'd drive home and like mum mm-hmm. would always just want me to text you, like text me when you're home. Like, I guess it's just a motherly instinct that never goes away. And there would be times where I would legitimately forget. I would like get home and an hour later I'd be chilling, doing my thing. And then my mum would like ring me like, are you okay? And I'm like. I'm fine. She's like, well, you didn't text me to say that you were home. I'm like, oh, sorry. Um, so, you know, like, it's kind of stuff like that. Like, sometimes you just genuinely yeah. forget. But, like, if you've got a routine, that's what I guess what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I had a similar, had a similar routine uh, when, I was a, when I was a freshman in high school because I was the first person to, because I was the first of my three, of myself and my two younger brothers to get home from school. I'd always call my mom at work and let her know that I was home. Well, one day I forgot to do it, and she called and ended up leaving a voicemail asking me if everything was okay because, you know, I usually checked in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you've, got, if you've got a routine, then, like, for sure, you know, mm-hmm. you're kind of you're used to it. And it's like, you know, it's, yeah, I, 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 see, I see kind of Fred's point here. Um, so I, this scene, though, it's just kind of like a random scene of, like, Gussler in the, uh, the change room. He's just like ripping his uniform off. He's just, he's just kind of struggling with it. He's throwing it in like this bin and just kind of like Bosco watching him. Like it's just, it's just kind of like an interesting scene. It's kind of a real blink and you miss moment that you just will never remember. But I just think it's just so well done. Just like, you know, Gusler just so distraught and just ripping it off and just, just the way Bosco stares at him. Just, I don't know. Like he, do, I don't think Gusler knows Bosco's there. Um, but it's just, yeah, it's kind of interesting. Um, Doc and the ambulance. Couldn't rage. they have washed it? Couldn't they have washed his uniform? I guess... I mean, because he's throwing it in the trash, so... But I guess if you're kind of in that situation, you just want to get out of it. You just want to get out of there. Like, we've all been in situations where you're just like, fuck it, I want to leave. Like, I don't give a fuck. So I kind of think that's, you know... I mean, they'll probably pick it out of the trash and just be like, yeah, sure, we'll wash it, whatever. Um, Yeah. But yeah, so Doc's in the ambulance. Ray shows up uh, with the tape, says, here's your episode. Uh, Not interested. It's like, well, I think you'll find that something's missing. Uh, no footage exists of any form of what happened. And Doc's kind of like, well, what do you mean? It's like, well, your friend Jerry can be very persuasive. Um, and then, you know, I kind of liked the sort of the conclusion of this storyline when kind of, you know, he says to Ray, like, thank you. And he's like, oh, you know, look, can you tell the medics that we're the good guys here? We're not trying to do bad, which is, you know, it's a nice little ending because I kind of think it just reminds me uh, of Demolition Derby, how they've got, you know, the, the bitch reporter, like, you know, how TV reporters and journalists are always portrayed as assholes. We're not all assholes, people. Um, well, that TV reporter was a bitch, though. She was, yes. But, like, I mean, it's just it's just kind of an ongoing thing in, in TV shows and movies. And journalists and reporters always have to be bad guys. Like, you know, like... It's, I mean, look, I'm not going to defend you know, the industry kinda... completely, but, like, sometimes you've just got to do what you've got to do. Yeah, it makes makes me wonder, though... I mean, there was no, 
because they cut that footage out of his out of his episode of the trauma response show. I mean, that was really the only thing that he ever did for it, though, right? I mean, everything else was just Carlos well, showing they, out on camera. They probably, so, like, I reckon they mean they edited the scene where he takes the collar off. Like, they probably still show the accident, but, like, it's kind of, you know, they can just quickly show a little bit of a scene and explain around it with some editing. So um, I think that's kind of what they would mean by that. Um, but, yeah, we kind of obviously learned that Jerry has talked him out of it. So that's, we'll see a little bit about that. Uh, yeah. you know, still to come, uh, when we get to, uh, this episode, uh, still, I'm just trying to find something here. I'm just uh, talking to myself while I do this. Um, that's in this episode where Doc goes to talk to Jerry. Yeah. yeah. We, we will get to that. We will definitely get to that. Um, so Yokus finds Sully. How's Davis? Oh, no, he's good. He's going to come through surgery. Uh, it's like, oh, you know, did you know Benny Ross? Like, yeah, you know, he was a good guy. Um, and then this is kind of when, uh, Yoka says to Sully, like, you should have waited for us. Uh, and then Sully's like, well, what are you talking about? Like, I was there on a different matter. Um, and then kind of like, oh, they sort of explain to each other why they were each there and it kind of makes sense from it. And then this is, uh, you know, when Yoka's is like, oh, any chance that Tatiana's son could have been at that apartment? It's like, oh, I don't know. And it's like, oh, well, your stepson could be our only living witness. So it's like, uh oh, there's a bit of, you know, uh, spanner in the works here for old Sal. Um, so mm-hmm. we see Sully in the hospital trying to find Sergey to talk to him, but uh, Tatiana and uh, Sergey have left two hours ago, AMA. Uh, um, we see Chevchenko in the prison cell, uh, and uh, we've got Yokus uh, talking to Beth. There's nothing more we can do. Sully can't find him. And then, obviously, Yoko's is just kind of like, well, look, tell me today wasn't all for nothing. You know, basically, because it looks like uh, Chevchenko's going to walk. Cause he's got a, uh, what does he say, a pit bull of a lawyer. Uh, so, kind of like, this yeah. is, this is going to be the ongoing thing that, obviously, you know, he's going to get away. He will not get away, but he's, they've got nothing to hold him on because they've got nobody to talk against him. And this is just the fear he incites in people because no one wants to talk to him. Um, so, but then we get this interesting scene. So, Davis is in bed. Taylor shows up, brings some magazines. I just don't realise I didn't know what magazines you like. Um, you know, and it's kind of like, are you in pain? I'm dragged up pretty good. You know, I'm all right. Uh, so it's kind of like, you know, like, cool. These two finally get to see each other after he's been shot. But then uh, Maggie walks in and uh, David quickly rips his hand away from Taylor. And, uh, you know, and then basically uh, Maggie's kind of like, oh, who are you? Like, oh, just, you know, this is Al. She works at the firehouse and, uh, you know, pretty good bunch of guys there. And it's like, yeah, they all seem to support. Uh, and then kind of, yeah, I'm going to get back out there with the rest of the guys. Kind of share a bit of an awkward stare with each other after she says that. Yeah. And Maggie, oh, she seems pleasant. <laughs> so, yeah, this is obviously the, uh, hmm, Davis not the so end. pleased to uh, have a, a white girlfriend, essentially, uh, which gets explained eventually. Man. Yeah, don't know if you had anything And I agree. Part of me, even though all they really had, even though all they really, all they ever really explored was the fact that they, spoiler, both lost their dads mm. in the line. Part of me, I think there's always going to be part of me that, I mean, because we can pretty much guess that they split right here. Yeah, but that's it. Yeah, that's I, there, there's, yeah, there's always, there's always going to be part of me that wishes they had, that wishes they had gone on. 
Yeah, look, I, I agree, but it's kind of like I think the thing that's done so well between these two is that they're they're great together and everything, but like they've really done it well in the last few episodes, kind of portraying that there's nothing really there outside of the sex, and I think kind of that it it works. It's like. I don't know, like, I'm with you. I would have liked to see them develop this more, kind of, because, I mean, Davis really hasn't had a relationship, and Davis doesn't really have a relationship, except when Sasha comes in, and even then, that's got its own difficulties. So it's kind of like, you look at each of these characters, like, they've all got relationships in this show. Like, Bosco, I guess, has Nicole and kind of Cruz, sort of. Then, you know, Yokus is obviously, you know, married, and then kind of has a bit of a something else going on, sort of, in season six. You know, Sully, obviously married for a large portion of this show. Uh, You know, Doc, clearly Morales. Carlos, obviously, has, you know, Vanjie, you know, a few others. Holly, Kim, Jimmy, Bobby. You know, Bobby has Kim and Trevor. Jimmy has every woman in New York. Uh, Taylor has has Davis and Bobby. Uh, You know, Cruz technically has Bosco. Sasha technically sort of has Davis. Finney and Grace do each other. So it's kind of like, you know, like Davis really outside of a briefling with Taylor and kind of this weird thing going on with Monroe. It's like Davis is kind of the odd person out when it comes to the, the relationship. We just hear about him having sex with lots of people, don't we? Yeah, we pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. Which is weird for such a good looking dude like Kobe Bell. I don't care what Brandy says. He's a He's a hot guy. I can see it. I don't swing that way. But like, you know, come on, Brandy. <laughs> Brandy, we're calling you out here. Jesus, go after your your broken neck, dude. Um, <laughs> Who? Ryan, or whatever his name is. Um, oh yes, Ryan. Yes. Anyway, so we we get this great scene though with Yokus and Chef Ching. Again, these two are just so good. Like, just this this to me shows Molly Price's acting chops that she can hold her own in a scene with Roy Scheider. Like, this is how good she is. Um, yep. so just kind of, we get this back and forth, you know, she's like, saying, I'm going to make sure you go to jail. I'll be the one that, uh, closes the this door. This country is, this country is survival of fittest. Yeah. I am I, fittest. I am. I love that line. So good. Uh, and that's obviously where he has a line of like, why are American women so angry? Um, and then, you know, like she's saying like about how like, oh, people are afraid of you. It's like, oh, peasants from the old country, they believe in these, you know, tell tall tales. And then Yoke's like, I'm not afraid of you. And I, I love that line when he's like, oh, I thought someday we could have been friends. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy cop TV show with Chemchenko and Yokus. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Oh, I, just, yeah, I just love that line, like what you said. This country is survival of fittest. I am the fittest. <laughs> um, but uh, so then we kind of get Yokus and Bosco make up. Um, and kind of that nice little line that Bosco says, like, I was thinking, like, if we had been together, you might be dead. Uh, and it's kind of, you know, Bosco says, like, you know, everything I touch lately. And then, you know, you're like, look, it's not you. And just, I just like that line, like, we okay? And it's like, yeah, we're okay. Like, oh, so you'll be, you'll ride with me tomorrow? It's like, well, you won't be here tomorrow. You killed a guy, Faith. And I kind of just like that. Cause like, and I Faith's think- just like, Faith's just like, oh, I forgot. Which, which I think is, is done well, because I think even as an audience we forget, because I didn't even mention that last week, that when Yokus arrives at the scene, she just full-on Grand Theft Auto mows down a guy and runs him over. Um, One think, of the shooters? Yeah, yeah. So, so remember this scene, because there is... Um, oh, next season in the bank robbery episode. Um, Ladies' where, Day. Ladies' Day. Where she talks to Emily about how many people she's killed. 
Uh, now, I can't remember if when she talks about that, if she's talking about people she's shot dead or killed in general, because it's actually not as many as you think. So I kind of like, I mean, after to this point, have we seen Yokus directly kill someone? Uh, no, I, mean, I don't think so. Caesar, she left to die, but that's not a kill. Yeah. She didn't directly kill him. Um, so, yeah, I think, yeah, that to this point, we actually haven't seen Yokus kill someone before. So, um, I just remember this scene for next season. I just, I just kind of was thinking about that. I can't necessarily remember how many Yoka says she has killed, but, um, ladies day. That's an interesting episode. Uh, <laughs> we shall get to that. Look, I'm going to say this right now. I think we mentioned this about Cruise. Was it this episode or last episode? I can't remember about how people say like it jumps the shark with Cruise. I would argue that this show jumps the shark more with the introduction of Emily as more of a teenager. And, like, I do not dislike Bonnie Dennison. I like Bonnie Dennison quite a lot, actually. Uh, but, like, it just... We'll get to Emily's storyline next year. Because Emily, to me, is the one that's more of a pain in the ass than it comes to Cruise. So... <laughs> we'll get to it. Anyway. Um, yeah. Uh, Bonnie Dennison. Hello, Bonnie. I do like you. Um, so... Uh, Doc, this is this is where we obviously. Oh, I, actually, one thing I do, I like the whole line when Bosco is kind of like, "Thank you for being there." Absolutely, it's a nice scene. Anyway, so <laughs> Doc, this is where Doc shows up to Jerry's house. Jerry comes outside. He's wearing his jet sweater. He's a big Jets fan, clearly. Uh, you know, when it's like, "Oh, did you get my messages?" Yeah, I got all of them. It's like, "Oh, I made my recommendation. They're not going to be looking at you anymore." Um, and then, yeah, he obviously says, like, oh, it's it's really over, is it? And it's like, yep, I think so. Obviously, this Ryan, Brandy's boyfriend, actually thinks he's a hero, so they're not going to be pursuing <laughs> everything. So, it's kind of, it's all it's all done. It's all sorted. It's, it's nice. You think it is. And then Doc's got his beer, and he's like, oh, I thought I'd come in and, you know, have some beers. Oh, no, I'm tired. It's like, oh, you know, well, I'll come over tomorrow night. Uh, and then kind of Jerry's just basically like, you know, look, you know, you taking me to the river, that was wrong. You know, I, you know I would have helped you, but that was just... You know, that was brutal. And then kind of like... And I do agree with Jerry there in some ways. <sighs> yeah, to an extent, but I, I still think he's being a bit of a... Yeah. I mean, I yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I can see what he's saying. But I think at the end of the day, he did more to Doc than Doc did to Jerry. Because, like, Jerry lied to Doc from the get-go. And I think Doc has more of a right to be angry at him. But Doc's forgiving him. Should be moved on. But, like, Jerry, I think he's just being a little bit too sulky puss here. So, and but, let's say this right now. This is the last we'll ever see of Jerry. This is it. Bye-bye, Jerry. Uh, you ain't no longer going to be in third watch. Uh, and then kind of, you know, Doc all sad, puts his beers on the doorstep and walks away. So just another thing that Doc's lost. Uh, <laughs> another one of the many. Put it on the list, people. Poor old Doc. Okay, we're up to how many now? He loses his dad, uh, loses Morales. Well, you might even argue Two. kind of he's lost Jerry twice because, I mean, Jerry kind of quits. Like, that obviously ended their relationship that he doesn't go around there every night. So, yeah, you'd say Jerry first, his dad, Morales. Uh, you know, he's kind of almost lost his career with this whole, like, neck thing. 9 going to have much more of an effect on him more so than you'll understand until season five. Um, and then clearly, yeah, like, he murdered someone when he was younger with stupid Beverly. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, not murdered. It was accidental, but anyway. Um, so, yeah, just keep kicking them off the list when it comes to Doc. Um, yeah, that's like four or five things so far. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Tatiana is gone. Sally's home. Uh, actually, no, sorry. Tatiana's still there, but uh, she's leaving. Uh, you know, Sergei, not the bastard. His daddy's dead. It's like, I know what it means. 
Uh, and then kind of Sully, like, says, like, look, we need him. He's a witness. You know, he's my son. And, like, you know, she she leaves. And it's like, when are you coming back? I don't know. Where are you going? I don't know. Tatiana! And, like, we will see that scene played again over and over again in our previously on Third Watchers moving on. So, yep. um, yeah, and this is, let's, like, kind of spoilerish, not really spoilerish, but uh, we don't see Tatiana for a while. Do we see her at all this season? Um, I think we see her again in 233 days at the very end. Yeah. But aside no, from that, no, I don't think so. No, you are right, although according to this, we see her in the Unforgiven and Unleashed. We do not, though, do we? Uh, or I maybe. Don't think so. Oh, uh, well, we kind of see someone in the distance, uh, which is sort of. Yeah. Uh, no, we do in Unleashed. Uh, no, Unleashed we do. She comes home in Unleashed. Because that's the, the AR spin off episode. So, yeah, of course it is. I, I know that episode so well just because I've always watched the ER, uh, Third Watch double, like, separately outside of just watching Third Watch. So, um, yeah, no, she returns completely in Unleashed. And I think in The Unforgiven we see, like, somebody who's meant to be her in the distance, which is obviously her. So, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. Anyway, so that's Savannah Husk. She's, she's going to be disappeared for a few episodes, but, you know, she'll be back. Um, we she kinda- will, she will. We get this sort of setup, which will be kind of what we're going to have in the next few episodes, I guess, where um, Swirsky's uh, looking at a chalkboard. They've recreated the scene, and he's just like, this doesn't make sense. Uh, and kind of like, if the guys are shooting this way, and this is how this is happening, who shot Ross? Uh, and he's like talking to, to, to Bosco, so it's kind of like, you know, it's a, we're going to hear about this. It's like, it's an interesting storyline, what will happen with this. Um, setting it up for the next few episodes. Meanwhile, Yokus comes home. Fred's watching the hockey. Good on you, Fred. Uh, and then kind of they apologize to each other. You know, I said things I shouldn't have. Uh, and then kind of Fred's line, how many times do you have to say that before things are meant to make it better? Which is kind of, you know, interesting. Uh, then I just, this dramatic scene, it's just kind of the way Yokes is like, oh, I've got a few days off. And Fred's like, well, no, you don't. You don't have to next week. And it's like, well, I kind of do. I, I killed somebody. Uh, and then she's just kind of like, I killed him and I, I didn't even remember it. You know, so it's kind of like, holy crap, like, just kind of going back to what you were saying before about how she forgot, and then kind of like us as the audience, I think, has forgotten that she's killed someone. It's just, this is this is so well done, this scene, because you've got to think about this. Like, how does a cop who's just a mother, you know, reg- regular, everyday mother, not a murderer, not a gangster, not anything like this, just come home and say to her husband, like, yeah, I killed oh. someone today. Oh, yeah, oh, honey, this is what happened to- Oh, honey, how was your day? Oh, good. I killed somebody. Yeah. It's just kind of just like, oh, hey, honey, what'd you do? Oh, you know, Bosco told me a joke. And then, you know, I had some chicken for lunch. And, oh, I heard a funny story. Killed someone. Went and got some dinner. Uh, <laughs> so, whoa, 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 back up. Just what did you say there? Um, I think kind of what takes me away from this episode, though, which, like, I, I mentioned this kind of back, uh, you know, when it came to talking about the, the Nickelback uh, montages. Like, montages work sometimes in Third Watch, and then, like, you know, they're effective. I actually think the one in, uh, you know, the, the Nickelback one actually was effective, even though it was freaking Nickelback. Um, but, you know, the Childhood Memories one kind of worked. And there will definitely be some montages moving forward that work. This, to me, is one that doesn't work. I just think this just cheapens the episode all of a sudden, because, like, you know, we've had some great dramatic things going on here, and then all of a sudden we've got to hear the I can't stand to fly. I am 
that. Like freaking Fife of Fighting Superman. It's not it's not a bad song. I'm not trying to say it's a bad song, but it's it's one of those early two thousands moany but bony sort of soft rock songs. Yeah. Um but it just it just doesn't work for me because we kind of get, you know, Sully in his empty house, Bosco staring at the board, Davis in bed, Yokes and Fred having a bit of a snuggle. Uh, and then it just kind of that's that's our end for our. Should have picked should have picked a better song. Oh, it's not even the song. I just think it's just don't end this great two parter on a cheesy montage. I just don't think it works. Um, it's just my uh, I can see why they've chosen the song because it's you know Superman, you know superheroes. That's what it's called. So I think the song mm-hmm. is kind of I guess appropriate, but I just. I don't know. I just I just find it cheesy, and this really cheapens this episode for me. Why I can't hold it as a candle to last week. So uh, it's interesting. We've kind of gone through three episodes in a row, which we're going to say are going to be in the top five at the end of the season in terms of moments. But then we kind of get this episode, which just sinks it down for me. So I don't know if you really have an opinion in terms of the montage. I mean, you might not be as critical on them as I am. No, not really. I actually had to skip over the. I actually had to skip over the montage because it. It, it's the episode. It skips really badly. Right yeah, no, there. you're right. Yeah, like so, I, that, that's the, the episode that I have. The copy of it. It's yeah, it's really dodgy quality at the end, where it kind of it skips over it slightly. So if that's a universe thing, saying Darvell saying yeah, this really yep. worth valuable watching. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not saying. <laughs> um. Anyway, so that's superheroes part two. Anything to add before we get to Evil Larue? Evil Larue? You know what I'm talking Evil about? Evil review. Yep, thank you. <laughs> nope, nothing to, nothing to add there. So, What are you yeah. doing? Buying it, renting, bidding? I am... I'm buying. Oh, I thought you were going to rent a streak there. Oh, you, you teased it a little bit there, Darvell. Um, when did I tease you? You were kind of like, oh, I am... I'm going to buy. Like I thought you were going to be like, I am... Oh, I'm going to rent. Uh, <laughs> but... <laughs> oh, no, I'm buying. I'm buying. I'm well, buying look, it. it was a, it was a, it was a good conclusion to yeah the last uh, eight minutes or so of the pre- of the previous episode, and I've got a, and of course I've got we've both got to praise Gustler here the oh, for sure. the newbie the the rookie the his I mean just his reaction to the whole thing like you I kind of sympathize I kind of sympathize with him there and. You know, not sh- and you know, and, and it reali- and it hits him like, oh man, why the hell did I go into this? This is not for me. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, there, of- there are other reasons too, but that that one kind of stands out for some reason. And kind of like we're going to obviously get a few things kind of in the coming episodes about him sort of having to come back. So like, it's I guess it's implied that he kind of does quit but um yeah i'm buying it too like i mean even we've got the cheese fest of the the montage at the end but uh, mm-hmm. there's still too much in this episode not to warrant a buy uh, i think it's it's very strong it's it, you sold it perfectly it's a great conclusion gus the stuff's amazing uh you know molly price and roy shard are just working off each other so good uh kobe oh, bell yes. is great stuff just so much good acting in this entire episode so um and on the grand scheme of things i will say though that even though i'm buying this i'm actually this is a very low buy for me in terms of my rankings i've actually ranked this at 43rd out of 59 uh so i've actually put this just above uh alone in the crowd from season one and just below history of the world from season one so um yeah i've actually it's it's weird looking at my rankings to see like my season one episodes are kind of you know my my top 10 only has one season one episode in it (laughs) 
So, uh, and season and top twenty only has three season one episodes in it. So there you go. I've got more season three episodes in my top twenty than I have season one episodes, which is interesting because there's nothing wrong with the first yeah. season. I would say that you know, back in season one, at least. I mean, especially early in season one, of course. I don't think Third Watch really knew what kind of show they wanted to be. Yeah, yeah. It no, wasn't until they got to... It wasn't until they, until they got to season two and definitely season three yeah. this season that I think they really got... They really found their footing. For the, for the sake of playing at home, would you like to know my top ten after 59 episodes? Yeah, what are your top ten? My top ten. From tenth to first, I'll go in order... So at number 10, I have uh, Season 3, Episode 12, The Long Guns. Um, number 9, I have Season 2, Episode 16, Unfinished Business. Uh, number 8, I have Season 2, Episode 21, Exposing Faith. Uh, number 7, I have Season 2, Episode 14, uh, A Rock and a Hard Place. Uh, number 6, I have Season 3, Episode 14, Superheroes Part 1. Number five, I have season two, episode nine, Run of the Mill. Number four, I have season three, episode nine, Sex, Lies, and Videotape. My top three, in number three, I have season one, episode 17, Ohio. Number two, Good I have... episode. I have season two, episode 17, The Self-Importance of Being Carlos. And number one, no surprise, I have season two, episode seven, After Hours. So, um... Okay. Yeah, that's my top All right. Three. By all means, okay, kids, play at home if you want to do this. Uh, go out of your way and rank them. Do you want to know my bottom three? <laughs> of the entire series or just of, of what we've done after so far? After 59 episodes. This isn't. This will not be of my entire series. I've only binned one episode, Darville, so that has to automatically be at the bottom. That, of course, is... Yeah, uh, yeah you binned Demolition, Demolition Derby. So that is 59th out of 59th right now. Uh, but that will not be the worst episode of Third Watch because I still find some redeeming qualities about that. That might be, like, the highest bin I ever have. Um, but, yeah, so I uh, the second worst episode I actually have as Childhood Memories, uh, episode seven of this season. Uh, and I actually then have the third worst episode, the following episode after that, Act Brave. Uh, which, again, I'm not saying they're bad episodes, just given right now, after 59 episodes, I've only binned one, so they're, like, the two low rents for me of Act Brave and Childhood Memories. So they're not going to be that low at the end of this show when we do all 130-odd episodes. So, um, yeah, that's kind of where we're at. So, anyway... Do yours, David. I'll be interested to see it. And the people at home, uh, by all means, rank yours as well. Uh, next week, we... Uh, you know, I haven't really thought very much about mine yet. Once you get started, you get hooked. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. Next week... I haven't week, really ranked them yet. Next week, Darville, because uh, we, are, we are moving into the 16th episode. Uh, it is called Thicker Than Water. So we've got a bit of a resolution, I guess, kind of in the shooting. We kind of get some investigations going on with that, which is uh, some interesting results around that as well. Uh, we get a bit of a storyline here for Carlos in terms of the fact that, you know, yes. a bit of goofball Carlos recently, but uh, somebody from his past will return. What will it mean for Carlos? Um, and then we also kind of, uh, we mentioned already about uh, Bobby kind of gets a bit of a reference in the next episode. So um, It's the one year anniversary, if I remember correctly. It is indeed. the Pretty much the only time from this point on that Bobby will ever get referenced and kind of then he's just completely forgotten about. So, yeah, it's a, it's a decent episode. I, I think my, my standout bit for this is kind of the fact that Bobby's brought back up again. For me, I would have to say it was... It's when... Uh, Someone from someone from Carlos's past reemerges in an unexpected way. 
That's all I'll say about it. Because um, I think I've told you this off air. There was a point in season three where I actually, where actually, where my feelings towards Carlos started to change. Mm -hmm. And this is the beginning of that. Right. We'll just say that. Okay. Interesting, interesting, interesting. All right, well, that will uh, be next week, so stay tuned uh, for that one. Remember to like us on Facebook, subscribe, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, we're on Instagram, we're on YouTube, we're on Twitter. And by all means, you can email us at theoznetwork at hotmail.com or on the website, theoznetwork.net. And, uh, yeah, we look forward to hearing any thoughts you might have and want to add along the way. My name (coughs) is Ben, and I am the fittest. Not really, but I just thought I'd add that. <laughs> My name is Darvell, and good bunch of guys. We all take care of each other. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net. <laughs>